Yappin' Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, as per usual, we're going to be hitting you with some movie news. we got some exciting news today. There's been a lot happening this week, hasn't there, Ian? Good bit. And then after that, we'll be moving on to reviews. I'm going to be reviewing Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And I'll be uh, reviewing French movie Avant. Coco Avant. Coco Chanel. Coco Avant Chanel. (laughs) It's French. I don't know where the verbs go. That stars Audrey Tattoo from uh, Da Vinci Code and also Emily. I still haven't seen it yet. I still haven't seen it yet. And a very long engagement. Amongst many other movies that I probably will not see. Well, a very long engagement is less like you're more likely to have seen that movie than you are Emily. Uh, no, actually, um, no, I, which you I, should I, be. It's not as I won't. I, I just I have no interest in watching it. <laughs> you just no, need to watch I, it. I will watch Emily at some point. It's you in did. my house. I will watch it. A very long engagement. That one, sorry, I will not. I'm giving you my decision right it's kind now. Of awesome. I, no, I don't care. It, 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 you know, I don't care. I could, wa- you know, you could watch that movie. I could walk out of the cinema with like with the light of heaven shining out of my ass. I still would not watch that movie. For personal reasons, email person. us in at podcast@mcappafries.com. <laughs> if you disagree with me, let me repeat that. Please email <laughs> us at podcast at mcappafries.com. It's a lot better this time. We did it like right in the beginning, as opposed to the last. At the very end, at the very end. Because I mean, seriously, who is people are threatening for an hour and a half at this point? Like. Uh, but yeah, so he's going to be reviewing Coco. What? Avant Chanel. Coco Avant Chanel. Uh, and then we will wrap up the show with the top 10 box office for Malaysia and the United States of America. Strange news. This is, this is my way of channeling Bruce Willis is that every time I'm going to talk about America, I will actually say the full thing. You know, no, you're United States of America. Power. United no, States America. of America. 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 <laughs> Do you notice that? Like an Armageddon? Every, every time Bruce Willis referred to the U.S., it was like, the United States of America has just asked us to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do? Let's go get wasted and fucking hard loads of hookers first. Dude, wouldn't you if it was your last day or not? Yeah. If I was a driller and I was going to be sent to a fucking asteroid, if I was a driller, <laughs> if I was a driller, hence if, <laughs> not when I get my drilling degree, you know what I mean? If I was ever a driller and if Michael Bay was paying foot in the bill. Speaking of Michael Bay, we got some interesting news, Michael Bay news coming up. Segway like a motherfucker. Uh, Michael Bay has found himself in the news once again along with Megan Fox. This is concerning the uh, new sequel to Transformers, Transformers 3. It was reported that Megan Fox had been fired. Yes. Fired. This is a big move. It's a big move because, I mean, I was looking at the IMDb page as well and they still have, um, what's his name? McSteamy. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey is still cast in IMDb as Michaela's boss. Ma- yeah, Michaela's boss. So I'm just wondering, does she get infected by some of the septicon virus and transforms into a better actor? <laughs> yeah, she might. Actually, she might. I hadn't thought about that. How are they going to plot-wise? How are they going to cover this? Like, you know that girl who lived through all those like life and death situations before. Now nah, ditched her ass. Guy kicked her to the curb. Is that how you're doing it, Michael? Is that how you're doing it, Michael Bay? If you're listening to this, you and Ethan Kruger, the other dude that's writing this fucking thing. Because uh, I know that the fringe boys aren't involved anymore. Oh, really? Oh, no, yeah, they're, yeah, they're skedaddled. <laughs> that explains why two was shit. Well, sh- they, they were involved in that. Oh, okay. Next one. <laughs> Moving but, on. But, but Ethan Kruger came up. 
Uh, but seriously, Michael, is that what's going on? Is that how you're going to swing it? It's like Michaela, like, turns out she gets possessed by a Decepticon and she transforms into fucking Gemma Athathon. What's Athathon. her name? Athathon. It's like, dude, don't cast her. I hate her voice. She has the most annoying voice. She's really getting famous for nothing. I mean, like, she's in Prince of Persia. She was nothing in the Bond movie at all. Like, she's, the, she's actually really. got more of a Bond, of a post-Bond the most career than most people. The most, enter- the most memorable thing about her performance was her character's name. Yep. Strawberry Fields. That is a, that is a, that is a genius James Bond name. That, 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 name, that, that name. actually had no place in fucking the in the new in the Daniel Craig James Bond universe. Yeah. You know, it's like having fucking bookworm turn up in Chris Nolan's Batman. You know? like, <laughs> it just ain't gonna it just ain't gonna happen. You know, <laughs> that's the problem when you reboot shit and make it real. Is that all these other comic booky elements that made it so you fun, gotta ditch them. You gotta ditch them. Yeah. You know, but uh, now it's like. Uh, so that was the initial report that Megan Fox was fired. Yeah, and then this, this fantastic update that, oh no, she decided to leave the biggest franchise and payday in her career. Yes, because apparently Michael Bay, uh, nobody knew this, but apparently Michael Bay is a little verbally abusive. <laughs> well, no, she didn't, she didn't list that in her update. Her update was just like, I decided to go on somewhere else and I wish them the best. No, but she... Like, there was an update after that? that no, but uh, there was also another update uh, that said that she found Michael Bay verbally abusive. Because there are pictures of her online doing previous shit for it, you know, so it's like she was working on it yeah, at yeah. some point. You know, it's not as if like, uh, oh, we've decided not to ask you back. She was actually working on the fucking movie. So to suddenly, like, why would you leave? I mean, like, you've done two movies with this guy before. You know what he's like. She's if, been cast as Hamlet. If you really wanted out, you would have tried to get out before beforehand. The movie, beforehand. You wouldn't fucking do pre this shit and then decide to get out. That's career suicide. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, she the movie got in there early before they started shooting Indy 5 and said, yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> Charlotte Booth oh he's been he's been John Marrying it lately hasn't yeah, he yeah. He's, he's just like, been like <laughs> I'll get on well with Stephen he won't take any offense to the fact that you know it was yeah. shit unless he however, no comment little dipshit yeah, but then he says however I, I do expect a call from him yeah <laughs> Jesus, do you think it's going to be say, to say, hey, great job, loved your performance? I don't think so. It's going to be like, dude, what the fuck were you doing? Anyway, we'll move on to that later. But uh, There's some history behind this. Uh, Bay, Bay and Fox have been having this spat in and out since Transformers 2. I think it was since the tra- premiere of Transformers 2. It wasn't Transformers 1, was it? It was, it was uh, after Transformers 2. It wasn't so much Transformers 1. Because yeah. Transformers 1, that movie actually did launch her career. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she was going to keep her damn mouth shut because every movie she did while... You know, in, be- yeah. in between all that, flopped. Yeah, and she expected. Every, you know, like she can't retire on her Jennifer's body money. Well, Jennifer's body didn't make money. Mm. I mean, that's just it. Jennifer's body. That's why she can't. Jennifer's body was the first, like, uh, sort of Megan Fox vehicle. Megan Fox vehicle that you know did not prove itself. No, they were certainly being loyal. They got cancelled. But I wouldn't even call it a spat, dude. I mean, like, uh, it was just this this girl basically every time she was interviewed took every opportunity she had to talk shit about Michael Bay. About her boss. About her fucking boss and. You know, naturally, when you do that, people are going to go to Michael Bay and say, uh, "Do you have any comment?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like Michael Bay to not have a comment. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's like this is this dude's reputation, so I wouldn't even call it a spat. You know, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But anyway, if you look at like the, the worst thing she said, like if you look at that, I mean, it's pretty. You know, it's, I'd, I'd fire people for this. Uh, I'd fire people for this. Anyway, Megan Fox said, and I quote. God, I really wish I could go loose on this one. He's like Napoleon, and he wants to create this insane, infamous, madman reputation. He wants to be like Hitler on the sets. And he is. 
So he's a nightmare to work for, but when you get him away from the set and he's not in director mode, I kind of really enjoy his personality because he's so awkward, so hopelessly awkward. So yeah, backward, backhand <laughs> comment, total backhand comment. I mean, I'm, I'm not, a saint for hanging out with this socially awkward retard. I know, shit, I'm not Michael Bay, I'm not half as opinionated or talented as this motherfucker, and even I'm pissed off reading this. If some bitch said this about me, I'd be like, you know what? You're not in my next student film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not inviting you to my next bake set. <laughs> so I guess at the end of the day, folks, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, pals and gals, it is really up to you who you choose to believe. But logic dictates she got fired. Yeah. I mean, look at the history. I mean, Will Smith don't rag on Michael Bay. Will Smith don't. Will Smith is trying to work with Michael Bay again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about this? No. Bad Boys 3? Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 3, yeah. Because there's also news about uh, Men in Black. There's some casting news there that uh, Jay Clement. Yeah. Uh, Jerome uh, Clement from uh, Flight of the the Concords. He's going to be the big bad. Which is awesome news, actually. Yes, and I mean... It's awesome news. I've heard mixed things about Gentleman Broncos. Mm -hmm. But he's... You know, you can't go wrong with him. He's got a very set... Like, I mean, Napoleon Dynamite was... You know, he was that one guy. But now... um, you know, they've had a full two seasons of doing different types of humor. So yeah. he's obviously got the range, so yeah. it could be great. I I mean, personally, I was jazzed. Yeah. I was totally jazzed with this news. I mean, I think that's a very interesting choice for a villain. Yeah. And it gives you an idea. I mean, for him for him to agree to do it, uh, it gives you an idea of the direction they're going to take it in, yeah. which is a nice direction. He needs to watch out, though, he's turning the next Will Ferrell. Like, as in Bad Will Ferrell, where he just improvises and it's all shit. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen. He could get laced with It's the, hard to say. I mean, another interesting casting choice that has come from Men in Black 3 is Josh Brolin. For, yeah, younger K, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, And that's actually damn good casting. That is, yeah. And that yeah. is really, really good casting. And there's just something about... Because they're getting all these people. You just have to assume... Because these people are at a point in their career where this... They don't need to do Men in Black 3. They don't need to do Men in Black 3. You know, Josh Brolin, um, like, uh, he's riding a huge wave right now. Yeah. He does not need to do Men in Black 3. No. Uh, you know, he can carry his own fucking franchise. Or it remains to be seen. Jonah Hex will be a big fucking decider on that. Yeah. And unfortunately, the trailers to that look like shit. It yeah. looks like another Barry Sonnenfeld movie uh, called Wild Wild West. Wicky 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 Wild Wild West. It didn't turn out so well. Have you sat through that? I actually did. I haven't sat through it. I paid to see it in the cinema. I paid to see it in the fucking cinema. Not because I was... Because at the time, in my opinion, Barry Sonnenfeld had not slipped on the band appeal yet. No, no. That was that was the beginning of the end for Barry Sonnenfeld. Up until that, I was actually a Barry Sonnenfeld fan. You know, it was a I was you know I could do that wrong. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed that motherfucker's movie too. I'm still looking out to see if I can get a box set of Danger Mound or whatever it was. Did you see that shit? He made that TV show. Fucking alarm. (laughs) Wake up podcast. (laughs) No, wake up afternoon nap yesterday. <laughs> You're supposed to be doing your research, obviously. obviously. <laughs> but you know the way that did you ever hear it was Danger Room or Danger Man or something like that? It was like it was like Men in Black, but without the aliens. Mm-hmm, it's kind mm-hmm. of a uh, kind of a spy fi thing, and uh, looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I was telling you earlier, um, it, the Irish national broadcaster decides to buy these awesome shows and put them on the graveyard shot slot. I actually found it once. Come home drunk, I was like, "What the hell is this? It looks awesome." <laughs> I could have just been watching it. It might not have been turned on, but I thought it was Danger Room. Danger Man. Yeah, but Barry Sonnenfeld did amazing movies in the first ten years of his career. Yeah, I know he, the Adams Family movies. They had a nice, really sort of quirky edge. Um, yeah, Get Shorty, uh, fucking uh, what else did he do? Like um, the Adams Family movies, Get Shorty, The First Man in Black, uh, and um, 
fuck, I can't remember. Big mistake or something like that. <laughs> and Wild Wild West was essentially like the first really shit film that he did. Yeah. And then after that, he just continued to do shit films. Like he did RV, that horrible Robin Williams movie. Yeah. Remade by like, Ice T is like, are we there yet? <laughs> but Ice Cube. Ice T would be completely different. <laughs> Ice T. Ice T. Ice T. Smart. He has stayed well aware, well away from family romantic from, comedies. It's like comedy. you know, Law and Order, Victims, Special Victims Unit. I can get to be the hard ass. I can, I can do that shit. Yeah. Fucking Ice T. New Jack, New Jack, New Jack, New Jack, Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is, it's a pity I found out Captain America is going to be shooting in London since I've left. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, they're talking about shooting around Piccadilly Circus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. bit of controversy about this because Marvel had promised that four movies to LA. Yeah, but they might still do because Hulk was there, wasn't it? No, I mean, they, I mean, uh, uh, up until this, they have made good on their promise. Yeah. All, all of the movies have been shot in California. It's just that. Uh, with this, I mean, and also there was a huge tax incentive as well. Yeah, you get like 25% tax off. Yeah. It's crazy. And seeing as how a lot of the movie is set in Europe and yeah. around England, they figured it made more sense to do that. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, logically it all, yes, it all makes sense. But dude, a contract is a contract. Yeah. <laughs> Although if they feature scenes in Piccadilly Circus and they still have like the big TDK sign up there, it's going to look a bit weird. <laughs> Although just have, you know. TDK sign. <laughs> 1940s, like, you know... Sanyo. <laughs> and all the construction that's going on right now, they seem yeah, to be yeah, building yeah, yeah, the entire yeah, time. Shit, I'm going to be looking out for that. Captain America's running through the crowd, and there's a guy with a jackhammer and an orange jacket. Where are you going, mate? <laughs> well, fucking time you call this thing, you can't. <laughs> I can't wait till he's running through the city, and some guy says, like, big issue? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, having said that, from a story point of view, this is very interesting. I like because you know it's going to be full on period piece. Yeah, and that is very, very, very cool. It's saving Private Rogers. And uh, one thing that's actually really clever about it is that or rather it, not it, saving Private Rogers. Not saving Private Rogers. Get saved. Yeah, as you know, if you know what that means, you're just cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one thing that I do like about the fact that it's a period piece is, is that it gives them a very good opportunity to allow the costume to evolve into what it's eventually going to be. Yeah. Because the thing about the Captain America costume is that... It's terrible. It's the American flag. It works in, it works in comics. It's one of those it works things where it's like, you know, they, don't, they didn't draw spandex, but like they drew very tight clothing. And when you I actually put someone I, in spandex, it's like, you look like an aerobics instructor, you don't look like Superman at all. Not only that, but you would not be very popular standing in the middle of Piccadilly Circus in London dressed up with the American flag. <laughs> you puff! Click! <laughs> So the fact that um, we won't actually see the proper Captain American uniform until the Avengers. Are they saying that? Have they said that? Well, if they're going that route, I mean, because from what we understand, Captain America will end on a cliffhanger, and that cliffhanger will will be him frozen in fucking ice. Yeah, we're not spoiling anything there. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not spoiling anything though. You know, this is this is Captain America. Came out in 1945. Get over it. This is Captain America lore, my friends. I'm not giving anything away. Okay, and if that's the case, that means we will not see the proper costume. Not the proper costume, but I, again, but we it, will see some version of it. Yeah. But the fact having it being a period piece and like uh, technology hasn't advanced that much, yeah, they have to keep it relatively real. And also, shit, you know, it's like he's going to fucking on Hugo weaving as the Red Skull. As the Red Skull. I saw that and I was like, this guy gets all the sweet jobs. This guy's awesome. He's ridiculous. He's Megatron. He's, he doesn't, like, he's just, fucking the Red Skull. Just slap some red paint on him. You don't need to do anything. He needs he, no prosthetics. He just needs to shave his head. <laughs> Agent Smith, like Elrond. Yeah. You're like, fuck you, man. Yeah. It's fucking, like, every once in a while, do a Happy Feet movie. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking asshole. Share the love. Some other actors need work. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of actors, you need him doing a German accent. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> the Red Skull. He's going to be like he's cheering gonna, on everyone. He's going to chew the shit out of it. I'm going to strap you to a rocket, Mister Rogers. <laughs> As you can see, I've had my eye on you for some time now. So. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's going to be so awesome. Fucking Hugo Weaving. And, and fucking uh, Toby, what's his name? The guy from The Mist, that short fucker from The Mist. He's, he's cast as that evil scientist, crazy scientist fucker. Oh, uh, the Toby guy, Jones, Toby Jones. Toby Jones, he's like the, like the crazy album guy from DC. He's the guy's got his, like, fucking... Head in his chest. Head in his chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you read, uh, you read uh, Captain America Reborn as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I was like, well, how bad can it be? <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> fuck you. Zola. Emil Zola. Emil Zola. Dr. Emil Zola. At this point, I would just like to say, fuck you, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> you cock. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Rob Liefeld to team up with Brett Ratner. Hey, the Youngblood movie is going to be awesome. I know. <laughs> Starring James Vanderbeek. <laughs> something, something that I saw that I was just like shocked by because they had that picture a while ago that's seriously like a fake of Hank Azaria is Gargamel and the Smurfs. Smurfs yeah. And he was on like a New York crosswalk. Getting his fucking pastrami on rye. Yeah, it's just <laughs> weird. But now, not only there's a confirmation that it is New York set, but... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in this. I just saw it said like confirmed this is Neil Patrick Harris. I thought that set, was just a the rumor. New York based set of Smurfs. I thought it was just a rumor. I didn't realize it was actually confirmed. No, he's like the guy who finds the Is Smurfs he playing Handy? No, 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 he no no he he's is playing himself. He's, he's a playing, he's, the, he's the he's the straight guy. He, oh, he, he probably finds the Smurfs. He's the John from Garfield or something, I guess. The John Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Although he, well But that's more. kind of fucked up. Why can't it just be a movie about Smurfs? It sounds like they're doing the Fraggles. Yeah. But Okay, I mean, it depends how they... You know what I mean? It's like they're going to find them in the house or something like that. It's like, all oh, these little blue guys living under the floorboards and they're only so high and they eat doozers. I mean, stuff. Depends how you handle it, though, because as soon as you set this shit in the real world, you just know there's going to be a fucking scene in there where they get discovered and then there's a scene in a courtroom in which one of the Smurfs reveals himself and then he's going to fucking say how we're, we have feelings, too, and that you shouldn't discriminate and it becomes this allegory of discrimination because this is, you know, Obama's, Obama's president <laughs> shit. You know, and it's shouldn't like, discriminate <laughs> because of our height and the color of our skin. <laughs> It's not illegal to be blue. <laughs> you all loved Avatar. Why are you fucking with us? Yeah. <laughs> with the original Avatars, motherfucker. <laughs> but how is it going to work? It's not I going to work. I mean, pers- I mean personally, just, I can't wait for the Smurfs movie. They got to live in a forest. I love the Smurfs. If they're doing it modern day, if they're doing it modern day, someone is going to ask. So there's only one chick. And you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you know someone will. You know someone will. And you know it's only a matter of time before one of the real world characters like they have a scene where he's on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> because the Smurfs look like mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also eating them makes you high. That's why Gargamel's after them. Man, I had some. Life. Azriel. <laughs> <laughs> you my cat talks to me, dude. <laughs> It's like, dude, I had some super Smurf last night. Oh, it's fucking hardcore, man. I was fucking seeing through time. I had a Smurf Junior with cheese. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna shoot the scene where, like, they all gangbang Smurf head and Papa hmm. Smurf beats off to the tape. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, or you know, it's Papa Smurf, Pimp Smurf, also Pimp Smurf. I mean, they could go, they could go a hard R on this. You could have like Pimp Slap Smurf and you know, Heroin Smurf and Who, who's, who's Smackhead Smurf. Who's playing the Smurfs? Like, I've no idea. I haven't heard anything of the Smurfs. Uh, there has been some casting news on it, but I, I can't for the life of me remember. Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, Robert De Niro is Papa Smurf. No, no, Joe Pesci is Papa Smurf. <laughs> 
<laughs> Christopher Walken is Smurfette. <laughs> no, Christopher Walken is handy. Handy. <laughs> so, so what? You Toby want Maguire, to not Toby Maguire. Uh, Frodo as Brainy. Elijah Wood is Elijah Wood is Brainy. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Chloe Moretz is Smurfette. <laughs> there you go. Hit girl is Smurfette. <laughs> It's going to, I don't see how they're going to make it work. It's crazy what happens in the world. Anyway, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Smurfs, awesome. Thank That's you. pretty cool. I am looking forward to the Smurfs movie. Uh, a couple of trailers at this week. Did you see the trailer for The Divided? No, I did not. This is a promo trailer, but it's really cool uh, shot. It's ca- a great cast, Bernie God. Michael Bean's in it? Oh, shit, no. I, ha- I heard of the movie. I haven't seen the trailer, no. It looks like some... It's unfortunate. I think someone else is doing a movie called High Rise based on Ballard's books, but mm-hmm. there's also a similar movie where like people get caught, they come back from a party and they get caught in the apartment and the apocalypse is happening outside. Mm-hmm. This is very similar in that like everyone's running out of this apartment and there's all this fire and brimstone outside, yeah. and they run into the basement panic room. That was the reason I heard of this movie is because um, I, I, I I'm a huge Michael Bean fan. Yeah, and like. Um, I always like uh, IMDB certain names every day. And just check. Just, just to check. Just to check. Just to check. Is anything changed? Every day. Every day. Every day. Is well, work busy? No, it's like I said, I do that in the morning, you know, before you start working. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I always, uh, I always like for reasons of my own, like type Bill Paxton. It's like basically the entire. So you're lying in bed Googling Bill Paxton. Basically, the, the, essentially, I, I, I IMDB the entire Marine Corps of aliens. <laughs> That's frosted these days. He hasn't done a movie. He hasn't, he hasn't, he's not up to much these days. He doesn't do shit. I'll be <laughs> Well, he died. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he didn't. He did die. Frost. Yeah, Frost died. Not April? No, no, they both died. They In the movie, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 the actors do. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Stop saying what? the character name, then. <laughs> I don't know his name. Do you know his name? No. Fuck off. <laughs> Give me a fucking eclair. But uh, Milo Ventimiglia and um, Rosanna Arquette are also casting this. Yes, yes, they are. But it looks like they get caught in the room and then people are outside and those people outside want to fight them and stuff. Yeah. Does it look kind of cool? No, no, I am looking forward to it. And, I, you know, and uh, I'm, I know I'm in the minority here, but I actually didn't mind Hitman. And, yeah. I think, and I think one of the reasons I didn't mind it is because I'd never played the game. Yeah. And also because I had heard it was so shit yeah. that when I finally did see it, I was like... Yeah, the expectations were Yeah, expectations were so low that I was like, this is actually all right. And I am a big Timothy uh, Oliver oh, fan. Yeah, he's, uh, he's fucking fun. But his Have face is Go? too small on his head for the hair. Yeah. Have you seen Go? Of course I've seen Go. Yeah, he's awesome in that movie. That's, and and uh, Katie Holmes is truly fuckable. He's, in the, he's, the, oh, he's, the, he's the dealer. He's the dealer. He's fucking familiar. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's when. Uh, what's her name? Sarah, Sarah Polly. Sarah Polly. Yeah, she like yeah. re-entered my consciousness after the adventures of Baron Munchausen. She's in. She's in Splice with uh, Adrian Brody. That looks yeah. pretty cool. That looks. There's a lot of nice stuff coming out about mm. that. It's about the Splice. About From the these direct, people. Uh, directed by Vincenzo Natali, the director of Cube. Yeah. And also the uh, Elijah Wood Olga Bonchik uh, vampire segment from um, Paris Chatem. Oh, is it? Okay. Je t'aime! Je t'aime! I know what that is because I fucking had to direct this female talent. She had to say je t'aime a whole bunch of times. And it was do, 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 do. It's really annoying. Je t'aime. Je t'aime. Je t'aime. Fragrance de Gucci. Eat Smacky's Bones. <laughs> Did you hear about Steven Spielberg? He's not been producing movies because he's got his Mac on with TV. Yep. So his um, his new uh, he's got two new shows coming up. Um, the first, which is the one with this Noah Wiley alien invasion series, it's now got a title. Mm-hmm. It's called Fallen Skies. Oh really? Yeah. I'm just it's Noah Wiley though. I mean, like Noah Wiley. It's uh, Noah Wiley. The, you know, the he's not at the peak of his career. He's not. A, you know, it's it's been a long time since the myth of fingerprints. 
you know, and uh, I think that uh, he should just pack it in. And, it's been a short time since the librarian. You know, he should just keep he should just keep doing cameos in you know the the annual Growing Pains family reunion sort of TV movie that they do. You know, it's like they do that, every dudes. Year? Yeah, no, they're they're like every ten years. No, 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 it's, no, they're not dead, dude. Kirk Cameron's gonna live forever. So says Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cameron is fireproof. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cameron is unbreakable. You know what I really would have loved to have seen? I would have loved to have seen... I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on the set of Growing Pains with Kirk Cameron giving a young Leonardo DiCaprio career advice. Yeah. <laughs> but he went off on that show, didn't he? He started bringing more Christian Moores, even at yeah, that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's a Wikipedia, because I had no idea what you were talking about most of the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, Spielberg is the no Is there anything about the, the plot about this? Because all I know about this is that it has something to do with eight Martians. Aliens I nearly invasion. said Asians. <laughs> It's an Asian invasion flick. <laughs> Fallen skies. <laughs> Asians covered the sky. And the, cl- and the cloud was as black as soot cloth. <laughs> yeah, so Steven Spielberg's Asian invasion and the, Asian, and the Asians arrived, starring Dennis Dunn. We're gonna get these damn Asians off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> starring Dennis Munn and Alex Munn. <laughs> It does. Sound, it sounds a bit like something they cast the Baldwin in, but not one of the more famous ones. Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> when he's not doing celebrity, uh, fucking apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big brother. Big oh brother. shit! What happened to you, McManus? You could have been a contender. <laughs> the other bit of news that came out is uh, Spielberg's news for Fox uh, called Terranova. Mm-hmm. It's basically a sound of sound of thunder. Mm-hmm. So you know the Earth's fucked in the future. The Sound of Thunder. That was a terrible movie. Yeah, no, but it's the book I'm talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, right. the classic, the literary sci-fi literary classic. Sound of Thunder was that the Edward Burns fucking movie? Yes. God, that was terrible. With um, what's uh, what's that chick's name? And Ben Kingsley wasn't Ben, ben Kingsley. Kingsley was in it. Ben Kingsley was in it. Ben Kingsley picking up my paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently that went through a lot of shit and a lot of cuts and stuff like that. Do you do, do you know that Ben Kingsley actually has an issue if you don't add the sir? I've heard that. Like he but, he gets all arsy with you if you don't actually address him as Sir Ben Kingsley. I've Sir Kingsley. heard this. Sir Kingsley. Somewhere. Sir Kingsley. Sir Kingsley. I've heard this somewhere. I think it's the same comedy DVD we were watching. You think he'd be pissed if you called him Gandhi? <laughs> you say it the same way Richard Wilson gets pissed if you say I don't believe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I reckon he might, especially if it's like Yo Gandhi. Right. Cheers. <laughs> I loved you on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. You were awesome in the Love Guru. <laughs> Was that real boiling water you were pouring into your ears? <laughs> is that why your dialogue is so monotonous? <laughs> Can't hear shit. That was a low point in his career. But Terranova, he's had many. Yeah. All right. He's had many. But um, it turned over in the year twenty one forty nine. Earth's fucked, so they decided to travel back to the dinosaurs. They t- they're going to all time travel and move back, mm-hmm. and just I don't know. Hopefully, die out before the rest of us come back. Because it's a massive paradox waiting to happen. It sounds shit. It sounds terrible, <laughs> and it's also a family show. <laughs> there you go. So it's just like fucking family. Terrible. It's what I mean. You, you know, know, it's oh, it's a last ditch effort. You know, John Waters hates families. Does he? He does. <laughs> he hates families. And flamingos. He said so in in numerous in, things. In numerous things, uh, particularly Cecil B. Demented. <laughs> Other news that I can't. I, I still haven't seen Lost Boys to try with you. No, I have not, and I will not. Yeah. And um, my girlfriend got halfway through it before she. Your, your girlfriend needs help just for even putting. No, but it the in first the one. Player. The first one was on. It was on TV. The first one. The first. Oh, one was it was on TV. Yeah, and so from the goodwill from the first one, she ramped straight up into this. It's a gateway drug. It leads you to the harder shit that fucks you up. But apparently, are... made enough lo- enough money. The Lost Boys, the tribe. They're now going Lost Boys, the thirst. 
Um, I did. I, I've seen news items on this, but I purposely avoided them. I was like, I have no interest in this shit, especially now that Corey Haim's dead. Yeah. It's like Corey Feldman's in it. I know, and Corey Feldman is just like, with each passing day, is looking more and more like a douche. Yeah, he's just like, what the fuck, dude? Especially even Stephen Baldwin. Worse, dude. Worse. I mean, like, Cor- Cor- after Corey Haim's death, this fucker was all over the news. All over the news. Okay, if I mean, if everything that he was saying on on these uh, fucking news shows was true, he wouldn't be on the fucking show. Yeah, you know, and it was just ridiculous. And then, and then Corey Hemp's family does not invite Corey Feldman to the funeral. Yeah. That that says something. You know that 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 says something. And then Corey Feldman goes on his fucking blog and says, um, "I am choosing to not go because I believe it should be a moment for uh, family. Corey's family." And I'm like. It's called the Megan Fox move, I think. It's like you're supposedly his fucking brother from another mother. Yeah. So what what the fuck is going on? It's like and then he gets tattoos, like and he says, Oh, this tattoo has something to do with me and Corey Haim. But It's two pounds fucking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with word balloons. <laughs> Corey! Corey! <laughs> That's all they say. Hamster! Fell dog! <laughs> Fell dog! <laughs> Anyway, I have no interest in Lost Boys 3. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Lost Boys 1, however, classic. If you haven't seen it, switch this podcast off right now. If you live in a place called Santa Carla, let us know. Because that's awesome. Uh, Also, uh, if you live in a place called Santa Cruz, let us know. Because that's actually Santa Carla. Santa Carla doesn't exist. Yeah. But it was filmed in Santa Cruz and everything that was in that movie is still there. So if you live there and you haven't seen the movie, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you listening to a Malaysian podcast? You Why are you listening? Yeah, you got a lot of fucking time <laughs> on your hands. Uh-huh. I guess you know you won't be serving mochas for another couple of hours, right? Would you like fries with that? Yeah. Did you uh, see the photos from Jason Momoa and Conan? I did. Put, like these are just put up on someone's wall. They're not even official photos. I know. It's just like him. It's like it's like his, it's, it's the inside of his uh, dressing room. He's got a picture of himself with his fuck me eyes. It's awesome. But there is one uh, picture that looks like it was taken during a take. Yeah. And that looks... It looks pretty badass. It looks like a Ripter Braveheart. It looks pretty badass. Uh, and he has the look. I mean, the hair, the look. He looks... He does... I mean... He looks badass, dude. Yeah, he looks like... He, you know, I look like Arnold. this, dude. He's becoming more like Arnold. Although he does look like he belongs like in Def Leppard. It's true. A little bit. If you, you force know, him to especially that shot, so hard. Especially that shot of him, like, just sort of looking at you, like... You know, it's like, dude, you know I can play the drums. <laughs> he look, actually, in that, no, now, now that now, since we've been talking about Lost Boys, you know what he looks like? He looks like that big shirtless muscle man playing the saxophone in the fucking uh, concert. He looks like that dude. You haven't seen, I don't know if it's Saturday Night Live, someone does a skit where it's like, instead of being cursed like thinner, it's like, he gets cursed by a gypsy, bumping into her, and she's like, do you have 80 saxophone man follow you around forever? And he's just like in a shop, and he's like, you know, can I get some mail? And then like the wall breaks through, and I, and then like it ends up like on the date or in the bedroom and shit like that, and it's whenever a jazz solo is involved. He'll pop in. He's even in his, uh, psych- his physio- uh, psychotherapist at the end. He's sitting there, like, so you think you see the saxophonist everywhere? He's like, he is everywhere. I still believe. But and he's in Lost Boys too. Jason Momoa. No, not Jason Momoa. Um, the sax player. Oh, really? Not the same guy, but the, the, character. the same character. And when they were interviewing the director of um, 
uh, Lost Boys 2, who d- also directed the, the classic uh, From Dust Till Dawn Part 3. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> he was like... Run your Netflix queue now. <laughs> yes. And then delete it straight away. Uh, he, he was saying, like, uh, we, got, we had to get that character back. Because I was thinking, where would that guy be now? He'd probably be a fucking bum on the street, right? Obviously. Yeah. And I was like, uh, really? <laughs> That's what you got? <laughs> It's like when I was at the Tate in London and I had a picture and I had a, a light bulb obscuring a woman's body and you just saw a shoe and the side, the thing at the side said, uh, oh, he's deliciously cutting the ham and she's looking delicious, you know, at it in a sexual manner and then in the background you can see a foot obscured by the light bulb. Is it a prostitute? Is it his mother? Hmm. It's the most pretentious <laughs> fucking sign I've ever seen in any fucking painting ever. But this looks badass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. That could have gone into such a... Uh, no, but this looks pretty badass. I mean, I'm still kind of... Uh, on the uh, fence. Ca- on the fence about it, because, yeah. you know, Mark... It's Conan. It's Conan. I mean, and you can seriously fuck this up, and Marcus Nispel, it's like, I don't know, dude. Can you? Can you pull this shit off? You know? Uh, but I uh, all, all I'm going to say is, is that if this movie contains the line, it's like, I am Conan the Sumerian. I never forget faces. Or women's figures. Crumb! <laughs> crumb! If that's in there, then I'll give it at least two. Although not in the form of, what the crumb? What the crumb? Get the crumb out of here, motherfucker, mother crummer! Then to hell with you! The lamentations of the women. <laughs> What's that whole. What is good in life, Conan? Yeah. Uh, to What's the whole dominate your enemies, to rape yeah. their women. <laughs> See them flee before you. <laughs> And enjoy the limitation of the women, or something yeah. like that. Just steal the iPods and change the shuffle track. <laughs> Detective <laughs> Don Kimball. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. Uh, I just want to go through it quickly as well. I think this was out before, while I was away, but this, this was a lovely quote from Kenneth Branagh about the new Thor movie that warms the cockles and increases my confidence in this movie tenfold I have a huge um, I'm, boner I yeah boner <laughs> I have a huge movie boner for this movie uh, there's just something about it uh, it kind of has the same vibe that, that that you got when you were listening to people talk about the first Iron Man movie people involved like the way John Favreau would talk about the first yeah, Iron they're, Man yeah they're, they're, they're in like, it everything that they talked about just made you feel safe okay yeah. okay this dude is he cares about this shit and either uh, Favreau's giving him notes or he actually feels this crap he's saying growing up my single comic passion was Thor um, from my time in Belfast as a kid that's the first time I came across that comic really exclusively I don't know why but it struck a chord I was drawn to it I liked all the domestic drama so I mean he's in it he's in it and this is also coming after uh, the quote saying um, uh, I, I love Greek mythology and I love the way that like uh, Thor Norse even hmm? Norse maybe as yeah. opposed to Greek <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, lo- I love all the Norse gods and all that shit and he's like and you know, all this mythology that Marvel raped in the most beautiful way yeah <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, though, my, every time I think of him, I always have this image of him in my head because um, when he did the musical version of Love's Labor's Lost, yeah. and Nathan Lane was in it, and they were interviewing Nathan Lane, and they're asking him, like, so, like, what's it like... Was to he work? fabulous? Yeah, he was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's it like to work with Kenneth Branagh? It's like, oh, no, no, the guy's Orson Wells. He does everything but the catering, blah, 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 blah. You know, but he, but he, he, and then he backtracked and talked about how Kenneth Branagh called him up for it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, would you like to come over to England and do this movie with us? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we're not going to make any money, but we're going to have gobs of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, just hearing that, it's like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not Wallander at all. Lovey to the extreme. You know? Oh, he's come like, on. Himself and Ke- uh, Emma Thompson, more the lovies of the lovies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. loveiest of the love. <laughs> Kenneth Darling. Darling. Darling Kenneth. I'm just putting on a show, darling, down the West End. It'd be fantastic. I'd love to have you. While they were shooting Hamlet, <laughs> when they were shooting a scene with Polonius, Richard Briars, when they when they said like uh, you know, like uh, when they said like cut, do another one. Richard Briars actually said, "What, Kenneth, darling, another one?" Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Briars. Richard Briars. He's an uppity bitch, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you get when you take Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Lon Moa. Momoa. I like him in Stargate. Shut up. You like him in Stargate? He's good in Stargate. Oh, really? Because yeah. you got to play the Lone King Klingon without going over Klingon. You know what I mean? Yeah. More than leather. So, as we decry every week, we got an email this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. An email. Yeah. Last. Hope springs eternal. So, I got this email. said, uh, hey, how's it going? I just started listening to your podcast. Thoroughly entertaining. I have a question. Here it is. What do you think of the best moment an actor or an actress sends himself or herself up in a movie? Enjoy your beers cold. And that's from Danny. Hello, Danny. <laughs> you from Oz, mate? <laughs> well, what's your answer to this? I had a really hard time finding it from movies. I think it's, it's a bit harder to do it in movies. It's more like a TV thing. You can do it and be gone. I mean, the one that always jumped into my head straight away was Al Gore. When he mm-hmm. turned up on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. And he did something that they did with an animated Al Gore that they didn't get him for in South Park. And I thought, he's on 30 Rock doing the shit he did from South Park, but for reals. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just there and he's like, yeah, he's helping out Jack Donahue. And even though they hate each other, they're like green and G and all this kind of crap. They come together at the end. They're having a chat and he goes like, wait, somewhere, wait, isn't it? I must go. And tears his shirt open. There's like a green leotard underneath. He just runs off to the camera. I didn't, I didn't see the 30 Rock episode. I saw the South Park episode. Yeah, and that one he runs around with his Nobel Prize around his neck the whole time. His arms <laughs> out going, and talks like this. <laughs> oh, which is genius. But the fact that he took he took that up and actually did it. I know. I don't think he had his Nobel Prize with him, but I think he referenced it. But Al Gore as an inconvenient truth to point out is a very intelligent man oh yeah he's yeah, not yeah. gonna fucking he, he knows exactly he's not gonna fuck up with he's gonna look like oh, doing this because <laughs> also the better he looks the worse Bush looks yes <laughs> always yeah and yeah. the more Americans think fuck <laughs> but what did you have I mean it's pretty hard to think of these things I mean um it was kind of a tie for me yeah uh, but again it's like it's, it's, it's hard like movies it doesn't happen as often. Like, yeah, because Val Campbell was terrible in the Love Guru. If he meant to do that, it'd be awesome, but he didn't. Uh, I mean, for me, it. I always, the, the first thing that always pops up in my head is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes. Those two guys set themselves up. How do you like them apples? <laughs> I don't like them apples, Paulie! <laughs> but, no, but what I liked about it was that before they actually start shooting the scene, they were doing those fucking wanky theater games, like, like, uh, like, woo, 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 big face, ah, small face, woo, big face, <laughs> yeah. And then after that, <laughs> after that, the they start. What's the director's name? Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant's the corner. It's like a cat. Like, we're going to shoot now. It's like, I'm like, busy. Jesus, Ben, I'm busy, I'm busy. <laughs> 
But like, and then after they're doing those fucking games, they start talking to each other, and they're stuck. They're shitting on each other's movies, <laughs> and that's what I like. It's like, look, I look, you don't, have, games. you don't have any fucking time. You know, like you know, when you're not busy playing some gay fucking serial killer, <laughs> you know. And then, and then he's like, yeah. And sometimes you do forces of nature, and he's like, you're like a child. <laughs> what, do I, what, what do I have to tell you? You got first. You do the big film, then you do the art film, and then you do you know movie for your friend because your friend says that you own. And they look into the camera. <laughs> It's just I just love that shit. And then the fucking cops burst in, right? And it's like, seriously, we got a two thirty seven. Matt Damon like goes, oh Jesus, Ben again. And yeah. Affleck goes, and no, bullshit. I haven't been with a hooker today. Ha ha. Because the lead up to that is like that whenever they yeah, say yeah. two thirty seven, it's like what? Well, like, Damon killed or not? Damon Affleck like, killed another <laughs> hooker. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a cameo slash parody, but they are parodying themselves. They're playing themselves. No, but that's what a send-up is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I was getting confused because I was in trouble between this and cameos. Because <laughs> they overlap a lot. Yeah, it just it just ranks... Those two rang sincere. Yeah. Whereas a lot of them don't. A lot of them do it because, like, my career's in trouble anyway, so I'm going to do this to show that, I'm, hey, I'm cool. Yeah. Come see my next movie. You know? It's like it's like something you would imagine... Like, if Lindsay Lohan was to send herself up now, yeah. it wouldn't be funny. No, because it's, it's a, she's a trainer. Because it'd be like, yeah, you, you're just fucking... You're laughing the, at an accident. Yeah, this is the last straw. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's gone full on Britney. But, um... I did a little research on this. Like, I forgot about David Hasselhoff in... SpongeBob SquarePants the movie because he plays himself. It's just that he wears the red trunks all the time. And that should also tie with David Hasselhoff being the dodgeball German coach. In yes. <laughs> but I think the best example of this in TV ever is extras where they have actors playing themselves. Yeah. And it always springs to mind the quick Kate Winslet one. That actually should be a special section where it's that like, what's is. your favorite extras send up? Yeah, it is. You know, because it's that. There's like, so uh, many. I went through the list. I was like, shit. The Kate Winslet one is beautiful. That's what, And that was what I was thinking of. It's like, you know, I'm on the phone, I'm footing myself senseless. And strangely pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> and where she's actually. Because you know, she did win an Oscar. She's for doing the, the, the hand sign for the, like, you know, for on the phone behind the guy who's done the phone sex back. And she's doing that, and she's groping her breast, and she's like licking herself, and then he turns around, and she's like, "Hold it, <laughs> all right." <laughs> I do like Kate Winslet. She's proven herself to be a very game actress. Yeah, I mean, and that, again from that show though, Ben Stiller in the first shows it goes complete full on asshole, and he's brilliant at it. Oh my god! It's it is it's a whole genre of itself, and an entourage very much as well because they get people to play themselves. And the Clive Owen one is beautiful as well. In the Christmas special, oh, I missed that one. You missed that one. Clive Owen, he he's supposed to be having this like fucking sex scene. It's a period piece, and uh, he's supposed to be having this love scene with um, a wench, an indescript wench, uh-huh. of, you know, like third wench from the left, barmaid, what side you are, what have you. And uh, I can't remember the, the girl's name. The girl that plays Ricky Gervais's uh, best friend. Yeah. She was like brought like uh, before her. There's like another chick brought to him, and he, he looks at her and goes, mm. <laughs> like and she gets taken away, and this other girl gets brought in, all wearing the same costume. It's like until he sees someone that he doesn't mind having a love scene with. Yeah, and the friend comes in. He's like, "Jeez, fuck, fuck no, <laughs> Jesus, I'm Clive fucking Owen. How hard can it be to get someone to want to do a love scene?" <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And of course, the, the Daniel Radcliffe one is fucking funny. Yes, that's very funny that's as well. That's fucking funny. And it's like, he, and he's someone that, for some strange reason, I just don't want to like him. But he keeps doing things that he make you doing, want to like he him? He keeps doing things like, fuck, that's actually 
pretty cool. It's <laughs> red mist. It's like shit, dude. Broadway, fuck, you know. Equus, <laughs> full frontal, dude. <laughs> but something I saw with Great Party as well was on MTV. But then he, but then he did December Boys, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you, ha <laughs> <laughs> you're shit. I always knew you were shit. Ah, fucking Radcliffe. But I actually, I do. This is annoying because you're the Asian Harry Potter. No, I do it because I'm actually a Rupert, Rupert Grint fan. <laughs> I want Ron Weasley to, to have a better. Career. I know. But just leave that sentence. Just leave that sentence. I just want Ron Weasley. Just leave that. I'm gonna I cut that want, out. I'm gonna cut that out. I just want Ron Weasley. I just want Ron Weasley. I just want Ron Weasley. I've wanted him ever since the first movie where after Maggie Smith turned into Maggie Smith from being a cat and he went, wow, that was bloody brilliant. <laughs> You're hoping he says the same to you after? <laughs> well, hope springs eternal. As opposed to, please let me go, mister. <laughs> I promise I won't tell no one. Shut up, you ranger. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ranger <laughs> but I was reminded of this thing I saw on MTV they had it on the music awards one year tell me what Emma Watson's like <laughs> tell me bitch tell me oh, oh I'm not gonna hurt you oh oh, oh. oh either Pluto I won't cut you <laughs> so anyway piggy but they did this fantastic thing at the MTV music awards uh, god knows how many years ago it was one of many Shatner's peaks and troughs yeah and uh, they had they did a, a seven spoof with William Shatner as Captain Kirk, William Shatner as T.J. Hooker, and William Shatner as uh, the host of Rescue Nine One One. And the three of them were in the car talking to each other as, the, as they drive out to where the box is. Uh, it's a shame we couldn't have William and Shatner then, host of Iron Chef. No. <laughs> and like the T.J. The Hooker guy just curses and is a retard. What the fuck are you talking about? You're only five. What are you on? He's the Brad Pitt character. He's like, it's in the box. We're in the yeah. He's like, what's in the fucking box? What's it's going in the on? Box. What's in the box? It's in the box. Well, and that's the thing. When they open it, it's a head. You don't you see the head. It's like, and Captain Kirk is like, no, you don't want to look. It's in the box. In the box. No. And he's over there like, why, why, yeah. He opens. It's fucking. It's William Shatner's head Fuck. going. It's William Shatner's head going. Hey, Mister Tambourine Man, <laughs> sing a song. For me. <laughs> and that's why they're screaming in the desert. We travel back in time. <laughs> Take the whales. Pick up some Poontang. Get some chicken wings. Poon Shatner. And hi Taylor. Back to 23rd Center. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. <laughs> but that was genius. William yeah. Shatner, that guy's fucking comeback has been insane. Yeah. That just goes to show you, dude, if you just stick around long enough... You His will, career is self-powered. You will, yeah, you will enter folklore. It's like, and Mark Hamill's fucking wising up on this shit because oh, yeah. he's, he's getting ready to direct his uh, first comic book movie. Yeah, his first comic book movie, <laughs> based on a comic book which he created called The Black Pearl that was released, I think, in 1997. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's when he's trying to get those those more more stable jobs than acting. <laughs> comic book writer. I'll live in my mom's basement. It'll be cool. I'll see her every day. <laughs> Uh, but another one uh, was uh, um, the Larry Sanders show. Oh yeah, this, this constantly. Is, yeah, David Duchovny. David Duchovny was brilliant. That was my number two. Larry Sanders show. Well, David Duchovny. That that Entourage and extras. I guess you didn't write. We we do have to. But they are no, 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 their no, own. M Night Shyamalan in Entourage is awesome. What's he doing that? Because I've only seen him in um, Robot <laughs> Chicken, where he just goes, "What a twist!" No, no, no. He plays himself. Dude. Yeah. It's like and uh, Jeremy Piven's character, uh, Ari Gold. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the characters? I am familiar with Ari Gold, yes. Like, Ari Gold, like, he. I'm talking he, he's, his, he's his agent, right? And fucking M. Night Shalman is like, he's like, you don't understand. This motherfucker 
will sit in the room. Well, he'll give you the script. So it's like, you know, like, you don't understand. I need, I need to meet M. Night. He's giving me his new script. Well, then just take the script. No, you don't understand. That's not the way he works. He will, you have to read it there. He will sit in front of you <laughs> and wait until you finish reading the whole thing. It's a terrible Ari Gold. And then, and then I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to do Ari Gold, but I'm just articulate. Ten years! I'm articulate. Ten years, man! What, ten years? Ten years! Ten! So anyway. Another classic Jeremy Piven cameo is Singles, the check in the checkout counter. That's not really a well, cameo slash parody, but he's not that famous at the point, right, really? So, But yeah, I hope you've answered your question there. And they end up, and they end up meeting in a graveyard. It's like M9 meets in the graveyard. Here's the script. <laughs> what the twist? Was there a twist in the That's what he said. That, that, that going, There's no twist in this one. The twist is, there is no twist. <laughs> He's all soft-spoken and shit. It's like, like all of a sudden, like Weasley and Mousy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to reviews. Okay, uh, I saw Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, this is not going to be a very long review because this is one of those movies where you should just watch it because it is a lot of fun. It's good, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's very much like the way you described Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, when you said it's a children's movie, but it's not childish. Yeah, you know, and this very much uh, sums up this movie. I mean, is there goblins as well? Huh? Is there goblins? As well? No, there's no goblins. It's no, natural. no, it's all naturalistic. It's uh, it's hey, based... the goblins are naturalistic. You've never seen a goblin like you've seen Nick Nolte. Uh, it's it's based on a it's it's based on a best-selling novel, and uh, but this but it wasn't so much a novel. It's sort of like a comic strip almost. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost like man. a comic strip. Yeah. Um, essentially about this uh, this kid Greg Heffley uh, played by Zachary Gordon played very well the casting in this movie is awesome and um, it's about this kid who he's it's his fir- the, the movie kicks off on his first day of middle school and all he wants is to be like he just wants to be a hit yeah. he wants to be a hit in school he wants to make it into the yearbook and you know the, I don't know I don't know what it's like in, in Ireland or England or anything but in the States these fucking yearbooks they have all these different categories most that, likely to succeed. Most likely to succeed. Most likely to become like, a rapist. Like most cute. Most like whatever. All these different things. And so he is kind of like looking at like all the possible things that he could fit into. Best cheerleader. Like, yeah, like yeah. So and and goes about trying to like fit in those categories. fit in those categories. But he he's terrible at. It. <laughs> he's fucking terrible at it. You know. And the movie is. And, and that's that's the whole film. Yeah. It's like him just trying to fit in and doing all of the stupid shit to fit in. It's like all the things that you can do wrong. And when I say wrong, I don't mean like he's trying to do good, but it backfires in his face. He's actually a dick. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing about this this kid is that he's actually a fucking cunt, you know. And you, it's like it's a testament to the actor that you never quite decide whether or not you like him or not. It's like there are so many times in this movie, I'm watching this movie, I'm like I want to beat the shit out of him, <laughs> you know. What is it? Huh? What age is he supposed to be? I don't know. It's like twelve or something, <laughs> or something like that. It's his first year of middle school. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not familiar with the American system. So I'm not familiar with what middle school is. Yeah. So it's you it's, have an extra school between like it's baby preschool, school and... middle school, high school. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know fucking middle school. That's an American thing, dude. We just go to school. It's like I'm Irish. <laughs> but uh, and and that's it. And he's got uh, he's got he's got one good friend. Uh, this fat fuck. Uh, whose name is uh, fucking? Where is it? Is he Indian? <laughs> I can't remember the dude's name, but he's uh, he's he's okay. Yeah, his name's Rowley, and played by this actor Robert Capron. I've never I've never seen this kid before, mm-hmm. but this kid is amazingly endearing. He's essentially this this sort of like a blonde, sandy blonde, fat kid, kind of awkward. Actually, 
th- th- that's just it. It's like he's not awkward at all. He's just completely clueless. And he's like... In a more charming way than the... the and and he's just made up of pure mother's love and goodness. He's and, and he's just the most un He's completely He's completely unironic, completely uncynical. And it's just like, every, you know, it's like, hi! And it's like, like, like uh, uh, after the first day of school. Uh, this sums up the kid perfectly. It's like, the, uh, Greg Heffley's coming downstairs and he's like, okay, I, I already embarrassed myself earlier before, but it's not that bad. I still got, I still got, still got my head on my shoulders. I can still leave school and before my head anything, high. yeah, before anything else fucking happens. And just as he's walking out, his fucking friend Rowley like says like, "Hey, Greg, you want to come back to my house and play?" <laughs> and it's like everyone just looks. It's like, huh? What? Uh, yeah, you want to go back to my? And then, then like one of these other kids is like, "Did he? What did he just say? Did he just?" Say <laughs> it's like, and it's like, yeah. Do you want? Do you want to come too? I'm like, that's what I mean. It's like just he's completely endearing. innocent and completely endearing, and he's got a face like a fucking cherub. You know, it's like <laughs> you look at him. It's like it's so cute that it must be punched. It, it's like it's beyond like so cute you want to squeeze the cheeks. It's like you want to deck this fucking kid <laughs> because he's just so fucking cute. <laughs> but he just says asshole things, and then after that, on the way home, like Greg, Greg is like saying to his friend Riley, "Is like, dude, we're at, we're not we're at a different age now. You can't say you got you got to say hang." Don't say play. <laughs> Wanna come back to my place and hang? <laughs> not, come, not play. You know? And so in that, it's so it's kind of like it, it deals with that kind of conflict. Yeah. Is that issue of trying to grow up? And the the best character in this movie is the older brother. Yeah. The older brother is uh, <laughs> the older brother is this dude. His name is fucking Devon Bostic. I don't know. I've never seen this guy. Anything. The brother's brother's name is Roderick, oh, yeah. and he most physically resembles Jay Baruchel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a little bit like me. Like but with Dr. Eyeshadow. He's like he's got a rock band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. He's, like, got a rock band. he's got a rock band. I can't remember what it's called, like black yogurt or some bullshit like that. And like he's playing and he's the drummer. Awesome. He's the drummer. Uh, but he, the movie starts, he does this great practical joke on this kid at the beginning of the movie. The, the movie starts with him sort of like uh, uh, waking waking Greg up. It's like, dude, dude! Get Greg. Um, th- this is not actual dialogue. And it's like, dude, you gotta get up. You gotta get up. You're fucking, you're fucking late. And, t- and Greg looks at his alarm clock, and it's eight ten in the morning. He's like, oh shit! What? How, how, how did I miss that? It's like, that's not my fucking problem. Mom's waiting for you. She's in the car. She's gonna wait for you in the car. You gotta Go. fucking get ready. You got ten minutes. It's like, ah. So he goes downstairs. He's like putting his clothes on. He's like shoving cornflakes in his mouth, pouring milk in his mouth, like trying to like <laughs> eat shit and all that. And he's making a huge fucking mess. Fucking stool, kitchen stools falling down. And the next thing, the dad, played by Steve Zahn. Uh, comes down holding a broom. It was like, "Whoa, what are you doing here?" You know, and scares the shit out of this kid. <laughs> it was like, "Whoa, whoa, what? What are you doing? I'm getting ready for school. School? What? What the fuck?" And then the kid turns around. It's still night outside. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's four in the morning. <laughs> School's not till next week. <laughs> And he's like, no, my brother didn't go upstairs and he's still like, he's asleep. <laughs> just an asshole. And then, then the parents go downstairs and then like the camera pans down to the brother and the brother just like, his mouth just curves into a smile. <laughs> he's just a cock. <laughs> and, awesome. and his biggest advice to the kids is like, how do you head in middle school? It's like, you do nothing. You say nothing. You look at no one. Undetected. Nobody must see you. <laughs> it's like this shit. And then when, when, when stupid bullshit does start happening to him, and he's running away from some bullies, and he bumps into his brother, and it's like the brother, and the brother's like, "You didn't listen to me, did you?" That's what I told you. What did I tell you? I told you, do not look at anything. Do not talk. Do not say anything. You know, do not. You know, it's like you didn't listen to me. The rest of the year will be hell. <laughs> you know, it's like this kind of shit. It's fucking funny. And there's one bit. I won't say what it is, but there's one bit involving a slice of. Um, uh, Swiss cheese uh-huh. 
That is genius. <laughs> That's cool. It is genius. I mean, like, it's so fucking funny. It's so ridiculous. Because <laughs> this is coming out, out of nowhere. I mean, I didn't even. I mean, I only saw the book last week. It's directed by Thor Frudenthal. Yes, who who uh, last directed Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Another. You, maybe you, maybe you should check that out. You might like it. Uh, I I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to check out the Hotel for Dogs. Listen, right? Listen, wait, fellas, fellas. It's a hotel. Dogs. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> Canadian yard art. It sells itself, gentlemen. <laughs> Tenacious D. <laughs> well, I went, I went kind of a different route with my movie viewing this week. Yeah. <laughs> I saw how's your, how's your vagina? Well, it's <laughs> healing nicely. Um, I got the uh, Coco Avant Chanel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a movie made by Coco Chanel back in the day, t- played by Audrey Tuttle. I thought, I, I thought you said this is a movie made out of Coco Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty tight, but oh my god, it gives you such shape. Um, <laughs> but I just do is fantastic in this. As those of you who've seen uh, Emily. I'm staring at Gavin right now. I haven't seen Emily. But I did see Da Vinci Code and she was lovely. She was divine. But she's cool in this. And what's scary is I actually looked up afterwards pictures of Coco Chanel. And there's times it's uncanny. Yeah, it's actually... I've, uh, I've seen... Like in the early days when she was cast, when they were still shooting, there, yeah. there was some uh, um, fucking article that I read somewhere that showed pictures like that. And it actually looked pretty young. Yeah, pretty and cool. there's, there's times she's posing with a cigarette bag hanging out of her mountain her hair cut and she looks just like the pictures I've seen online but it's about Coco Chanel in her early years where she was orphaned she said she was as a side note apparently Richard Attenborough had the same feeling when he looked at pictures of a young Ernest Hemingway and pictures of Chris O'Donnell when he was shooting uh, in, in Love and War <laughs> Chris O'Donnell really yeah. Ernest Hemingway I didn't say this Richard Attenborough did Richard Attenborough think he's getting on a bit now Richard Attenborough also think he wants his chips <laughs> Dickie wants his chip. <laughs> Dickie wants to watch telly now. I mean, he's getting old, man. Bruce O'Donnell's are in his head anyway. The curtains are penguins. He just says random shit. Dickie wants his dinosaurs. <laughs> Dickie created dinosaurs once. <laughs> From mosquitoes. <laughs> I have one here in my pocket. Where's my chips? I was in The Great Escape. Okay. Where do actors go when they go to fucking old folks' home? Because they got to be the biggest assholes ever. No, there is actually an old folks' home for actors. Really? There is. I cannot. Is that for poor actors or for the the the, the name escapes me now? But there actually is like a, a an old folks' home. There. Well, they have like red carpet showings in their wheelchairs every week just to keep them feeling acclimatized. <laughs> it's like the movie Venus. They they refer to it once. Really? Well, Venus is about old age fucking pensioner actors. Peter O'Toole's character and his friends—they're all old age actors, and it's. Do they ask for chips? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. And Savloy. <laughs> Where's my Savloy? <laughs> I've got my, I've got your Savloy. <laughs> Why is it called Savloy? I always think it's Savloy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> England, if you're listening, podcast. It, be- it, be- it is because it's called a Savloy that I've never actually tasted it. <laughs> If they just called it sausage, I would have bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call it savlo, it makes me think. I think it's savlon. It's like, is this some kind of cream I rub on my chips? <laughs> and they dry? You rub your savlo on your chips. Yeah. <laughs> I like to get the savlo deep down in the chips. 
why is it called a Savloy? I don't know. Uh, Podcast.mcgammonfries.com. Please tell us, why is it called a Savloy? We, we could just Wikipedia it, but please, like, tell us anyway. But we don't want pictures of your Savloy. Yes. <laughs> Whether or not it's in chips, it doesn't matter. No. Or pie. <laughs> but this shows the interest of... Beef and onion. Coco before Chanel. That was the movie. Yeah. Boy, yeah. But, um... It just—it's a testament to us how degenerate we are. Yeah. We, from going from Coco Chanel to Savoy in thirty seconds—that's faster than the Porsche 911. <laughs> it's like a, that goes from bacon sandwich to Helen Mirren in 40, 40 flat. <laughs> that's like one one pound twenty p <laughs> in today's inflated times. <laughs> so. There's a lot of becoming. It's like you know. It's like it's a bit like the Dark Knight or the Batman Begins. With like you know, you don't see her making. Are you comparing Coco to Chanel to the fucking Batman? In a way, because there's like there's little bits where she is a seamstress, and then it's like she's like, well, actually, are her parents gunned down outside the French theater? No, they leave her. She's an orphan though. Not quite the same thing. She trains for quite a while, not in the martial arts as Batman did, but more in seamstressy. But you know, that's a valid choice for fighting crime. You can dazzle them with your outfits. It sounds riveting. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's lots of little hints the way through that she's making little hats. Or she, no, basically, she can't afford a proper hat, so she's wearing these little hats. So that becomes her style piece. But it's a really, it, it's, in a, it's, it's an art movie. It's something to watch when you want to feel intelligent. Is it all French? Yes. So Although, no, no, not all French. And this is the other part of the cast. Because so, the Alessandra Nivola. That's what I wanted to get to. It's <laughs> Billy fucking Brennan from Jurassic Park 3. And halfway, halfway through the movie, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And he, he drops the odd line in English. And I we was like, did he just forget the French? Do you know who he also is? Who? He's Castor Troy's younger brother. Is he? I didn't. See, I thought he was, but I didn't see him as I am. He's Cage's younger brother from Face Off. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's Pollux. Yeah, he's Pollux. What a lot of Pollux. Pollux Troy. Yeah. But he's not he's not into the halfway point, but like she it's a fucking rough life. She's a cigarette bar, started hanging with this guy who's rich. He said, Come visit me. Her sister married a baron, or didn't marry a baron as the case may be. It's kind of, kind of a plot though, plot thing there. But um she basically whores her way into a lifestyle. She's French. Yeah, fine. You know, the mistresses, we all have the mistresses, we all have the mistresses. Oh, oh, oh. But, the bat, the bat, the orgy, uh, is it over? Uh, like, camembert. Uh, avec, uh, hooker. But, um... <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Yeah. <laughs> Erect. <laughs> hey, hey! But she hangs out with this guy, played by Benoit Poulvord, who's uh, Etienne Bossant. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Benoit Pelvoir. Look, look, there's loads of holes in the middle of his word. I'm reading that. I'm not making this shit up. Benoit... And he is like, he is the, he is, you know, um, he is, oh, I don't want to say Richard Curtis. <laughs> he is Pretty Woman, Richard, Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Okay. He is Richard Gere if he was a little bit overweight and had a, like a Nakatash and receding hairline. Uh-huh. So he is like taking out of poverty and doing all this shit for her, but she treats, she bites the hand that feeds her all the time. Mm-hmm. And while she's doing so, she's also redefining women's fashion. <laughs> on or off, on or off hours. But it is halfway through, um, Billy Brennan turns up as Arthur Boy Capel. And he's like suave, intelligent, and he's, he makes the other guy look boorish. And like, she's not in love with this guy. She's, she, she's totally from the start, it's off that she's hanging out with this first guy, Basson, mm-hmm. just because it's a means to an end to get her into a theater where she can do stuff. And then, you know, that doesn't come true, so then she just kind of sleeps with him a few times. And, you know, then she moves on to Boy, and there's a bit of tragedy in there somewhere. 
And um, it is like she hoards herself around on a lot. I mean, no wonder she changed her, her story when she was. I look on the internet and they're saying that she changed her story when she was old about what happened to her. Her parents left to go to America as opposed to they just his, her, his, her mother died of pneumonia and her dad just like fucked off. So and it does actually looking at the history of it as well. The movie is not quite historically accurate because it's all about her trying to get trying to open a shop in Paris, get to Paris. Turns out Coco Chanel's first shop in Paris, as paid by for the first guy, which is not mentioned in the movie, failed. Oh. And then she went to Brittany and got a hat shop, and that's when she became the the you know the the icon. The icon, yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's a really awkward third act structure. But it just freaked us out because it's like, whoa, because it's like, you know, they painted, it's a little bit of historical revisionism. This first guy did set her up, but he's the, he's the boorish guy she has to get away from to, to found her business. And Adrian Chateau is great in this. The acting is great. Alessandro Naval is great in it. I was, he is like, fuck, I'd fuck him. He's this point where he's just like sitting in a, all his acting is standing still with a tash. It's like, he's, he's, he's playing the piano. She walks over, he looks up. He doesn't stop playing. Yeah. Who directed this? Uh, it was a woman's name, but it's, I haven't seen anything she's directed before. Right. But um, and you're just standing there, standing in the hallway. It's a bags. woman's name, my lord. I can't remember. <laughs> you have a woman's name, my lord. But uh, he, he's very watchable in this, and it is. It's a good, as I said, it's a good, relaxing, chill out movie. I mean, it's not. It remains of the day. It's kind of that kind of. You're looking at a pop costume drama. You know what you're getting in for. There is no car chase. Right. There's no bear with laser-eyed polar bears or anything. It just right. doesn't happen. But it, 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 the acting is fantastic. Some nice shots as well. Some really nice shots. Some shots could have made better on, but some really nice, beautiful French countryside shots. But I'd recommend it for a very nice chill out weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was it, really. That's pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much, yeah. So. Uh, Let's move on to the Malaysian and US box office top 10. Coming in in Malaysia at number 10, it's Crossing Hennessy. Don't know it. No. Number 9, Ice Kachang, Puppy Love, local movie, supposed to be very good actually, so you might want to check it out. I might try and check it out. Uh, number 8, Bounty Hunter. I'm tempted to watch this so I can say it might be the worst movie I've ever seen. You know what I mean? I've been looking for something to rag on. Watch New Moon. <laughs> I've already done that. <laughs> number 7, Sura. No idea. No. Number six, Furry Vengeance. This what are you shit. doing, Brendan Fraser? What the fucking fuck, hell. man? Fucking you take some extraordinary measures up your ass. <laughs> Five, Kidnapper. Yeah, Kidnapper. Number four, Ip Man 2. I've heard this is good, though not as good as the first one. But It'd be I hard to be as good as the first one. I, I still want to see it. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the first one, go uh, see it. Go see it. Uh, number three, not my I'm sure I hear this shit. Totally shit. Boy, the only person that's liked it is Harry Knowles, and I think he got paid. Really? Yeah. Harry Knowles liked it. Well, their, their site's got the shit recently because there's no movie news. It's all TV news. Mm-hmm. So, it, ain't it cool? No, it ain't. Not anymore. I mm-hmm. barely use it for news anymore. Number two, uh, Iron Man 2. Number one, Robin Hood. So, only at the 13th. It's only it's just a week out. And on the US box office, number 10, Clash of the Titans. How Titans the f- will clash. How the fuck is this movie still hanging in there? 3D. Fuck they're going to blame it. This is the thing. And they're saying, well, Clash of the Titans and Alice in Wonderland, they're okay. 3D. It's like, no, people want to see those things. Do... The Bicycle Thief in 3D. We'll see how that goes. <clears throat> Number nine, Furry Vengeance. Number eight, The Backup Plan. <sighs> J-Lo trying to climb up, but man, there's a lot of kerosene on that fucking ladder. Uh, number seven, Date Night. Mm. Number six, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number five, How to Train a Dragon. Still hanging Still in there, making shitloads of money. I fucking, it's not on here anymore. No. <laughs> I want to go see this badly. Number four, Just Right, Queen Latifah, and Common. Wow. I'm sold. 
romantic basketball drama. You just said the three most important in the world, wor- words in the world: romantic basketball drama. Number three, letters to Juliet. Uh, number two, Robin Hood. Number one, Iron Man. Robin Hood could not overtake Iron Man two. In- Fuck yeah! No one fucks with Tony Stark. Well, you know, Shrek is going to fuck with Tony Stark. <laughs> no one fucks with the Shrek. I don't know. I'm, I'm on not, opening weekend. I am not looking I'm forward to it. I'm in no rush. I'm in no I, rush. I do not want to see this movie. Uh, the third one is shit. That. From what I hear, this movie ain't much this better. This is four. This is four. It's the shit. last one. It's the last one. It's the final chapter, which is what they say to get all your money. Yeah. <laughs> X, X-Men 3, anyone? Anyone? Fuck you, Brett Ratner. You're Brett Ratner's joke. Brett Spielberg. No. I heard this I'm like I didn't find it funny but it's like Brent Ratner dies hey uh, goes to heaven and he's at the St. Peter's game he says Brent Ratner you've done a lot of charity work and all this kind of crap so you get a wish before you come to heaven it's like wow I, I really wish you know, I've worked with a lot of people I love a lot of actors and people dying for that can I see Stan, uh, Steven, sorry Steven Spielberg dies and goes to heaven not Brent Ratner Brent Ratner's telling the story <laughs> it's the way I tell him so, so Spielberg's there so you've done a lot of good works who would you like to meet and he's like I'd love to meet Stanley Kubrick. Where is he? And Stan, you know, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, no one gets to see Stanley Kubrick." He's like, "Really?" He's like, "Hang on." And Stanley Kubrick goes by on his bicycle. It's like, "There's Stanley there. Why can't I just meet him?" And St. Peter goes, "That's not Stanley. That's God pretending to be Stanley Kubrick." Jesus, I don't get it. Even in death, he's still a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brett Ratner's joke. Brett Ratner told that joke. Yeah. Good hmm. look at the doll cue, Brett. <laughs> Try not to shiv any homeless people while you're fighting for some bread. <laughs> As usual, we'll play you out with a little clip of something you heard on the internet. Hope you enjoy. Good night. Crystal meth in a can. It's crystal meth in a can. Power thirst is crystal meth. <laughs> Warning. May contain anaconda.